Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. It is a early Saturday morning when I am recording this. Um, Just a beautiful morning, nice and cool. Still awful dark out. Best time of the day as far as I'm concerned. I uh, I love mornings and... uh, I love the cooler weather in the mornings. Been a been a warm week. High heat indexes, so we've been starting real early and trying to get done by noon or one. And it's been a good week. Been a great week on the horses. Been a lot of fun. Been challenging as always. I mean, it's uh, the challenges. I mean, I don't I don't care if you're 27 or 57 in this business. The challenges are guaranteed. And kind of a little life lesson in there, too. The, ch- <laughs> the challenges are always guaranteed in life. And we can't, we can't control what happens, but you can control how you react to it. And uh, that is something that I promise you I struggle with on a daily basis. And, and I'm sure some others, some of you listening can relate to that. I, you know, I catch myself overreacting to something that that I know you don't have any control over what happened it seemed like this week it was just one thing after another I mean you can't I mean if it wasn't you know if it wasn't a hose that was broke it was the my black widow um, arena tool uh, bearing going out in it you know it was just Every time I pick something up, it uh, it seemed like I created more work for myself at times because of what I figured out needed fixed. And it's kind of like I've said before, I tell people this all the time. I mean, the, the easiest thing I do is train horses. The training part and not saying I'm great at it or I'm the best trainer out there because I'm not. But the training part, that's easy. The rest of this stuff, holy buckets. You talk about make you want to pull the last two hairs I have on my head out. <laughs> That's kind of kind of how it's been a time or two this week. So we all have those. I mean, that's that's just life for everybody. It's not. It's definitely. Don't think that I'm thinking. It's just that's sp- specific to my situation because I understand there's a lot of you out there that have have way more challenges than I do and, and, uh, are in the same situation. So, you know, but like I said, I have to remind myself almost daily, almost daily, if not daily, that it's not the event that happens or what happens. It's, it's, I can't control that, but I can control how I react to it. Is it frustrating? Absolutely. It's frustrating. It's, you know, kind of leads me into my first topic today that I'm going to talk about is, is a two-year-old filly that I got in about three weeks ago. When you get horses in, this horse actually had been at another trainer 
and and I don't know what all had happened, but anyway, long story short, this filly's not at that trainer anymore. Nothing against that individual at all. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want it to sound that way. Whatever happened, who who knows? But this filly could have just been this way. This may not have been created, but she has got a horrible pulling back issue. And and when she pulls back, I mean, I feel bad for her because she is absolutely scared for her life. She's claustrophobic. She is super reactive, super reactive. I have worked my butt off trying to get her to use the thinking side of her brain more and get in the habit of using the thinking side of her brain. And we have made progress, but I'm telling you, it has been, it has been slow. Yesterday, I led her over to the round pen to work her. I've got a hitching rack that's about where I tie horses up. It's probably 70, 80, 70 to 80 feet long. And they stand on stall mats. And the reason I do that is for two reasons. Uh, number one, I get sick of horses digging holes. And number two, it's easy to clean up the manure. And we we sweep them off and clean it up every day and put it in our little barn spreader and take it out and spread it. And that way, during the heat of the summer, it really, it really helps with the fly issue and really helps with eliminating flies, you know, because the flies are out in the pasture with the manure, not there on my hitching rack. So she's tied there with, uh, in the mornings, we've been tying up eight horses at a time. We get through those horses by noon. I go to untie her yesterday and I, she, you know, and I mean, I just, just touch the lead rope. She falls back. She comes up to me, I pet her on the head, I rub her on the head. She wants to be friends. She wants to have a friend and have some security. But she is the classic example of what happens when that switch in their brain flips to that reacting side. Because in that split second, that split millisecond, when that switch flips to the reacting side, when she falls back, and she's not very big, thankfully. She's not very big because if she was, she would have probably hurt herself by now. This is where after I've worked her in the round pen, I've moved her off. Like when I move her off with that lead rope, she's good. She's good now. She wasn't when I got her. I've let her walk around in her pen, dragging a lead rope so she steps on it. So she learns that every time she steps on it, it doesn't have to be a panic attack. You got to be real careful when you do that and make sure there is nothing they can hook that halter on. So like when I do that, when I do that in a run, which my runs are 12 by 32, that I make sure there's not a feeder in there. There's nothing in there. There's absolutely nothing in there that a horse can hook a halter on. And when you say absolutely nothing, I know there's people going, yeah. I thought that one time <laughs> and my horse got it hooked on something. And, and I, I, I get that. I mean, just when you think you've seen it all, you'll see something else, but we we've given her lots of opportunities to figure out that the whole world isn't, isn't after her. And like I said, she's been here three weeks 
and she's riding good. I mean, when I'm on her back, I've got her riding good. She's gotten to where every time my leg moves, she doesn't just absolutely lose it. One range stops are pretty good. Her lateral flexion's decent. She's kind of bred to stop. She's kind of cow horse bred, so she's she's pretty dialed in. Her stop is pretty good. You know, we've got a little backup, a little direction change. She's following her nose. That part of it, that part of it is pretty good. But I'm telling you, on the ground, she she is. Uh, you know, when she pulls back, it, it's it's violent to the point you know where you really see where when that that switch in their brain flips to that reacting side how they're literally scared for their life because when she comes back to me she is she is just you know looking for for a friend horses don't want to be that way they don't like being scared for their life this horse here is is such a a great example of that and and bless her heart you know i don't know what well i'm going to guess this is what happened so if if a person makes a mistake and you tie a horse up with a halter that that has a weak spot whether it's in the lead rope or in the halter and it breaks and that horse pulls back halter breaks that's the release you if you let that happen once you're going to have an issue like this and i'm going to bet at some point that is what's happened i remember as a little kid i mean my dad, my dad had this deal figured out, you know, long, long time ago. And, and it was, if we ever tied a horse up with something that if they pulled back, they could break it, you know, we, we got scolded. I mean, he, he'd sure let us know about it and, and rightfully so, because you're creating an issue. The worst part about pulling back and I know there's people out there that have horses that you can't tie up and I've had people bring horses in that that have told me I don't want them tied up and I'm gonna tell you what if I can't tie my horse up and, and I know like uh, and there's points in there where you got to pick your battles I, I mean I know like uh, I know like there's some really really famous horses that you couldn't tie up and and i'll be the first to admit if that horse is doing their job and we're winning and they have an issue or two am, am i going to be a little more lenient or more accepting of that yeah yeah I, I mean pick your pick your battles i mean don't don't cut off your nose to spite your face meaning if you've got a horse that's 10 years old and you're competing at a level that you want to be at and if you tie that horse up all they do is tear something up or tear themselves up yeah i'm not saying you need to go tie that horse up and teach him how to tie up and um would that have been nice if somebody had done that you know early in their life yeah probably would be i'm, I'm sure you'd enjoy that you know my my deal's always been if i can't tie my horse to my trailer and 
if they stand there, you know, I mean, let's face it. I mean, there's, there's been a ton of times where I had to tie my horses to the trailer because I didn't have anywhere to put them in pens and they'd stay that stand there all night, you know, on feed and water, but they have to stand there all night. Well, if I tie my horse up, I want to be able to go back and get them. I mean, whether it's two hours, whatever, or if I want to go crawl in my trailer and go to sleep, you know, I don't want my horses pulling back, trying to tip my trailer over, but you know, I get it too. There are always exceptions. So don't, if you have one of those horses, I, I completely get that. But in just like in this case, with, with this filly, if this isn't fixed now, I promise you this filly will be a handful. Because if you continue to let those reactive responses determine the training process or affect the progression of the training process and and they will it take forever to get this horse trained if you ever get her trained you know there there are several things you can do there are several things you can do number one and 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 we've done all this with her and, and it's helped but number one ponying them off another horse and when you pony them off another horse it's okay if they pull back and you slide a little rope now the thing about ponying them off another horse two things number one you've got to be good with a rope you got to be able to handle a rope and a dally number two you got to be riding a really good horse don't go pony a horse off a green horse the reason those horses, you know, and, and, and when a horse applies pressure, pulls it back while I'm riding one of my good horses, I don't try to drag them off. I just try to hold it. And as soon as they give, I give. And, and then I change direction a lot. Like I, I circle them going into their hip to where they have to disengage that hind quarter, step around with that front end. When, when you bend that horse into that, into that lateral position, you take away some of their leverage. You know, you know how strong a horse is when they've got all four feet planted and they're down and they're pushing on that front end and their head's down and they're, they're pulling back, you know, and they're balanced on all four feet and pulling back. You know how strong they are. We've all seen that. But if you'll get on another horse and even if you'll, you know, because they're natural, a horse is a natural follower. Okay. They're, they're born following their mother. They're born looking for a leader. Um, they're looking for the, for the, the leader of their herd. Well, even though you're on another horse, you're not on the ground, you can establish that on another horse. Now, the other thing, when you do that, always be in a pen that where if you have to, you just let the rope go go gather them back up and start over. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a simple exercise. And just like with this filly, we're going to be doing more of that today and next week and, and doing a bunch of that before we even go tie her up again, because she's not getting any better at it. 
and and when that happens when that happens because you know it's been a long week here it's been a busy week i mean everything's everything's been worked every day this week and the majority of the day she's been either when i was working her she's been got of course everything gets caught and tied up in the mornings you know when i got done working her i washed her off tied her up to a bucket of water i'm doing everything i can to make the tying up be the release be the reward i get done working her put a halter on tie her up that's her release get done washing her off tie her up to a bucket of water at the hitching rack that's her release or in, i've got to the to the right to the east of my round pen i've got i've got four smaller holding pens that are about 10 by 10 and those are really good pens to wear and, and in the afternoon they're in the shade and they're really good pins to where when I get done working a horse, I can wash them off, tie them up on a bucket of water there. And that's a that's a really great release. Plus, it's a really safe pin. You can even set it to where a horse that pulls back, actually, those pins are 8 by 10. So you can tie those horses to where... If they pull back, they're actually actually going to back into that back panel, and, and that'll that'll help with it. Pretty soon, they're they're wondering more about what's in back of them than what than the halter on them and the claustrophobic part of that being restrained. And you know, it just it just takes a ton of time. You know, just like with this filly. I talked to the owner earlier this week and I, and I said, uh, um, I said, okay, now tell me again, what all's happened with this Philly? Because here's, here's what happens when you get a, and, and I always say this about when you buy a horse, when you're, when you get a horse in for training, you don't ever get the whole story. And the reason you don't get the whole story, it's not because something, somebody's keeping something from you. It's that when you visit about a horse for whatever, 20 or 30 minutes, there's no way somebody's going to remember everything that's ever happened or been done to that horse. So just like with this filly, you know, after talking to the owner, there were, there, there were some times where, you know, he had some issues with her pulling back. Now, he didn't know of any... I mean, I didn't set, talk about any halters being broke or anything like that. But to me, that's what she acts like is that she's pulled back, gotten loose, and that horses have a great, have great memories. They have great retention of certain situations, certain events. And an event like that where you pull back, I guarantee you when that, when that, switch in her brain flips to that reacting side and she's she's pulling back with enough force that she's trying to get loose trying to find that release point and you know the thing about pulling back what happens eventually is when they pull back they figure out the release point is is coming forward well 
the scary part about it is when when they flip that switch, you know, and they rear back forward, pull back, they don't get the release there, so then they lunge or rear forward. It's it's dangerous. It's dangerous. I mean, one, you know, I got to be really careful. I got to be careful, especially when you're tied up on the hitching rack like that, which those horses are all about 10 foot apart, eight to 10 feet apart. So there's, there's plenty of room on either side of those horses, but you have to have an escape route. You know, if one good lesson, and I've seen this happen in horse trailers where people get in there and they have their horse tied up, the horse pulls back, gets claustrophobic, and then you're in a bind you're stuck there in that trailer. Like I was talking with one customer that came this week to, to get some dentistry work done. And she was talking about a horse of hers, a three-year-old that won't back out of the trailer and, and asking about how I, what I do about that and how I approach that. And I was telling her um, how I do that, but I don't do it standing in front of them in a trailer. I, I don't put myself in a position where if something happens, something that I'm not expecting or hoping doesn't happen, I'm not, I'm not putting myself in that position where I'm going to get hurt because I am our business. Okay. So if I'm hurt now, I can still talk. I could still do clinics, but if I'm hurt, this business out here, I'm sitting in the bunkhouse recording this. The bunkhouse is about 10 steps away from our saddle and barn. If I get hurt, this all stops. I mean, my business stops because nobody's going to send me a horse for somebody for me to train in training with me for somebody else to ride. You know, when somebody sends a horse here, they want me riding it. You got to be really, really careful. And just like in the trailer, tied up, it, it's, it's a situation that when it happens, the chances of it being bad, turning into something bad are really good. The, the thing about horses, you know, here's my biggest deal with horses being halter broke they need to be halter broke when they're yearlings. They need to be halter broke. They need to have a halter on them as soon as you can get a halter on them and, and just be real gentle and get them to give and, and let them know that it's not, it, don't let that halter become something that causes that claustrophobic reactive reaction because what you're doing is giving your horse a better chance of not hurting themselves because what happens as they get older they get bigger they get stronger they have more force they have more power yeah you can tie them up to where they don't pull back and can't break the lead rope but something's got to give a horse's body is bone and tissue bone muscle and tissue well, there is no way, well, I'm not going to say no way, but there is a really good chance that a horse that hasn't been warmed up, hasn't been worked, just lead them out, tie them up. 
they go to pull back with and and they give 110% of what they've got because you got to remember it's just like a horse that's that's running for their life a horse that's pulling back is trying just as hard when 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 that reactive response when that switch flips in their brain and they it stimulates a reactive response the amount of strength and i don't know if horses have adrenaline I don't know that, but there's something, I got to believe there's something flowing through their veins, or maybe it's just the mental part of flipping that switch and they go into the reactive flight mode, you know, the self-preservation, the save my life mode, but this, the amount of strength they have when they're pulling back, just like this little filly I'm talking about, the amount of strength that she has pulling back is incredible. And luckily she's not very big. And I think that's one of the, you know, that's what saved her so far from, from hurting herself. Because just like if I'm ponying her around and she flips that switch, she pulls back so hard that if I don't hold her, she's flipping over. I mean, she's flipping over instantly because she, she comes back with that kind of force. Well, if we don't get that under control right now, as she gets bigger and stronger, yeah, you can tie her up with a halter and lead rope that'll hold her. But I mean, she's your horse is going to be sore at the very least. Your horse is going to be sore and maybe hurt, maybe crippled. So, you know, just be uh, all of us, you know, everybody out there that's listening at one point or another, you're working with a young horse. Don't underestimate the value of having a horse halter broke. Don't underestimate the value of taking five or 10 or 15 minutes, putting a halter on your horse, leading it around, stepping towards its hind quarter, tipping its nose into you, stepping into that hind quarter, disengaging the hind quarters, stepping the front end around, getting your horse to where you can point, send them off a step or two, bring them back to you, point. With your other hand, step them off a step or two or three or ten, whatever you want to do. Don't underestimate the value of that because I'm going to tell you what, you know, like when those horses come into training here, you know, my time is my time on those horses. And, you know, the best value of my time is on their backs. Well, in this case, I've spent a ton of the time that I would have liked to have been on this horse's back working on the most simple fundamental that there is. And that's basically just leading, being halter broke. So that's just a topic that I've never talked about. And, and it's, but it's so, it's, it's so simple, but it's so important. So important for the safety of you, your horse and others. And, and we have a responsibility to others as well. You know, so think about that when you're working your horse, when you're working with your young horses, don't underestimate the value of just the simple halter breaking process. All right. Hope you have a great week. Um, God bless each and every one of you. Be safe this week. Be safe. And, and, and you know what? This week, every day, try to do something, say something, help somebody, make somebody else feel good. Make somebody else feel good. Have a great week. God bless. Today and every day, be your best.
Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhagenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhagenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.